When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome back to another show. This is episode 170. Now, my guest today is Jordana Iyer, and she is an infusion of a highly intuitive, freedom-loving indigo child and an ambitious, busy, savvy entrepreneur. She's also the founder of Modern Day Sorcerer, the first ever online sorcerer school where she works with a high-level leaders and early entrepreneurs to embody powerful, high-integrity, creative creators and expressive leaders. Now on today's show, Jordana will be sharing her wisdom with us, including three ways to use your spiritual connection to run your business without sounding woo-woo or crazy, as well as three strategies that will allow you to show emotions in your business without being perceived as crazy and so much more. So welcome to the show, Jordana. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Before we dive into learning more about you and your work, I wanted to share something with you, especially considering you speak about the importance of showing emotions in business. Now, I just read an article, it was published here in Australia for the Australian marketplace, but I'm sure recognized across the world. The article said that if as a woman you cry at work, then your reputation is shot. You should quit because you've been labeled emotional and you'll never be promoted. I was thinking really how terribly sad to think that this message that tells people not to bring emotions and pretty much that if you cry, you've just shot yourself in the foot. What do you think about that? I mean, obviously we don't expect people to be highly emotional and, and things like that. But I mean, often, you know, we are more than just a straight faced person. We have a lot of emotions and, and life happens. What do you think? I think it's a surefire way to kill your career. Mm. <laughs> and I think it's a surefire way to become unhappy in mm. your career. Yeah, We, you know, it's so interesting. Like, we as a society resist our emotions and yet what's like the common factor in everything and everyone in society is human. Mm. We're humans. We have humanity. And one of the most beautiful elements of humanity, in my opinion, is that we get to feel mm-hmm. like this, you know, computer and table in front of me doesn't get to feel. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't know. It might, <laughs> but I get to feel, you get to feel. And when we allow ourselves that capacity to feel, there's actually more access to some of our 
aspects of brilliance. So it's mm. like, oh, okay, you're an entrepreneur. You want to become an entrepreneur. If you let the feelings come through, that's actually when your brilliance is going to, much more of your brilliance is going to move through. So yeah, to say that someone can't or shouldn't feel in the workplace or have feelings or emotions mm. is, and honestly, like what does happen when we don't allow ourselves to feel we get blocked in all not all sorts of levels and we store the emotions in our body. Mm-hmm. So it's also a surefire way to lose employees because they're out sick. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one and I don't often comment on articles, but I just could not help myself. And of course, did it in a very respectful way. I'm never going out there to, to negatively criticize people. But I kind of said, you know, we would have better workplaces if we showed a little bit more empathy towards other people too. And, you know, for me, and this may be for you too, Jordana, is that if people cannot deal with other people bringing their whole selves to the workplace, then I don't really know whether I want you on the team. I'd never want someone on my team who wouldn't show that level of understanding and empathy, especially if that person was going through, you know, an emotional crisis that needed the extra support. And I think what you said is just so key. If we are not allowing our emotions to surface and respecting them, and and in some instances, you know, we do need to deal with things that arise somewhere down the track they're going to surface and if we've been bottling them up then my goodness we don't want to be exploding all over people so but I thought look that was so interesting because of the fact that you're talking about how it's so important to to be in touch you know with our emotions and that is going to allow us to be more as you said allow us to to show that inner brilliance Mm -hmm. so I would love for you to share your definition or what it means to you about having more spirituality when it comes to our business. How would you define that? So what's really interesting about it is like spirituality has become kind of this canned term that people use to define what we've come to sometimes understand as like going up in the clouds and being what people would deem as like woo woo, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But really, I have it that spirituality is really just having a deeper awareness and a deeper, like embracing a deeper experience of Mm -hmm. the human experience because it's all just energy. Right. And Mm -hmm. so we as humans are just energy. And if, if you recognize that there is a greater energy out there, like I like to refer to it as the infinite, but sometimes calling it the infinite can kind of send people for a spin. Mm -hmm. So you can call it God, spirit, energy, your higher self, whatever feels good. But if you feel like there is this greater energy and you feel connected to it, then like, what if you allowed yourself to get to know that energy better? I have it that it only impacts the human experience and helps us to understand like, why are we really here and what are Mm. we here to do? And, and okay, so if I have to be here, Mm. like if I chose to be here, I have to be here, however you want to perceive that, right? Mm -hmm. Then how can I have a better life? And spirituality to me is just the core definition is it's a way to have a better life by better understanding being human. Mm. And I think, you know, as you're speaking to me, the word self-awareness also comes up as well. And so often we don't have a level of self-awareness that is going to allow us to have that curiosity. Oh, that's interesting. And again, if we ignore things or we don't have a level of self-awareness, we often are not going to have an awareness of others as well. And in the workplace that can often, and, and if we've got team as well that are supporting us in our business, so whether you're working or you've got a team, 
having a level of self-awareness about yourselves and other people too, it's just going to benefit the relationship because you are more understanding, you're more empathetic, and you can also recognize where are your strengths, where are areas that you really do shine. So, And I think everything that you've just said, it, it really is key to helping us have that deeper understanding. Yeah, it really, really is. Mm-hmm. So what do you see or find that, you know, people do struggle in their business? They don't have that awareness. And so kind of between being human, being themselves, and then not having that awareness or that spirituality, how is that showing up for business in a negative way? How is that impacting them negatively? Great question. So there's a lot of levels. One is right back to where we began, our feelings and our emotions, which are different things, but for the sake of, you know, our time constraints and and it being simplified for people today, Mm. like feelings and emotions, we'll put them to one container, believing that they can't take them into work or believing that they shouldn't. Another big thing that stops people up is there are a lot of people that know on some level they're intuitive, but they doubt their intuition or they doubt their like, I had a client once call it spidey senses and ever since then, it's like my favorite phrase for it. They doubt their <laughs> spidey senses. Like they, they get these gut feelings mm. and then they don't follow them. And then it comes back to smack them in the face in their business or to, you know, have their job not go so well. And usually they can look back and go, I knew that. Mm. Like on some level, I knew the decision was the other one that didn't look like the decision, Mm -hmm. but I knew anyway. Yeah. So those are a couple of huge ones. Another big one is the shame and blame game. Like when you have a deeper level of self-awareness, as you called it, that's what it really is, right? Yes. And when you have a deeper, and the cool thing about spirituality too is, when we're embracing spirituality, we're embracing our humanity, we start to take more responsibility for what's really ours as well as what's not. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, like it's all up to us. We are creating this experience and stuff can happen. Of course, Mm. circumstances arise that are just not fun. But the experience that you're having of it is yours to have. And so we forget that sometimes and people will go into the workplace and forget to take responsibility for their own experience and someone else will do something or say something or something will go wrong and all of a sudden shame and blame starts to take precedence or or to come into play instead of people embracing their own experience, processing their own experience And then being able to communicate in a cleaner, clearer, more loving, compassionate manner. Yeah. I think that's so important to recognize. And I think everyone can resonate with, you know, you're talking about being intuitive and people having that intuition or that gut feeling. And often, you know, that gut feeling may surface when something is happening, maybe a challenge and you think, oh, but you go against that gut feeling because often the first thought can be the right thought because that is why it it came up, you know, why it showed up. And I, I think, you know, sometimes as entrepreneurs in our business, we can doubt that first thought, first gut feeling, first in- intuitive. We try and dump, justify our way around it. And it's kind of like, you know what? I should have listened. <laughs> I should have oh, listened yeah. to that that inner voice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's challenging because in the very start of entrepreneurship or really in every new stage, it's very common to go in and get advice or reach for like that next business coach. And I'm not saying not to get a business coach. Mm-hmm. That can be a great asset. But often if you're not hiring the right one, what can happen is 
they'll give you these like proven techniques and strategies to grow your business. But your intuition might be saying, that's not, that doesn't feel good for me. That doesn't feel right. Or something's off about that. But we're so inclined to be like, well, that worked for that person or that worked for ever works, seems to work for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So it should work for me. And that can actually be what keeps somebody stuck in the beginning stages of a business because they keep wanting to listen to what everybody else did and says, instead of what their gut is saying, that might be completely different. Mm, Yeah. And so, you know, before, as I introduced you, and we're thinking about, say, three easy ways, and we may have already touched on a few of those, but let's just, again, go over some of those. And perhaps you might have some other points that you want to speak about. When we're talking about using our spiritual connection to run a business, and again, for some people, you might use the term spiritual connection. For others, it is having more self-awareness. So whatever kind of terminology or what it means for you, but I think it's important because we need to understand these things if we're wanting to take our business to the next level, particularly if there are some things that are happening that we are inadvertently keeping ourselves stuck. So Jordana, what be, would be a way where people could start to tap into some of that more self-awareness, that spirituality without then sounding woo-woo or crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first way is my favorite because it's the simplest and you do not even need to perceive yourself as spiritual to do this or embrace it. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that everybody has, everybody has access to, and it's the only thing within you that you just cannot deny. Mm -hmm. And it's to get into your body. You can't deny that you have a physical being that you live in. What your perception is about that physical being is another story. But like you live in this body, you've got bones, you've got flesh, you've got, you know, fat and, and muscles and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that body is... It's like we are our bodies and are not, and we're not, right? And I won't go too much into like the philosophy of that. But okay, so you're not completely your body, but it's where you live. And if you believe in this greater energy, then can't that greater energy move through you as much as other things that could move through you? Mm -hmm. And when we get into our bodies and we embrace our bodies as like a vessel, for ourselves, for our truth, for that greater energy to move through us, for our gifts, etc. We feel more at home in our bodies and there's both room for the spiritual stuff, the greater energy to move through, but more importantly, and this is again where it's really accessible even if you don't believe in this stuff, you just feel better in your body. Mm. And how would you not want to feel good at work? Yeah. How would you not want to feel good when you're communicating with someone? How would you not want to feel like clear and grounded and at home in your own body? Mm-hmm. I'm such a true and have seen it happen. You know, mind, body and spirit, they're all connected. And often, and, and, you know, I'm being transparent here, many years ago, many, many, many years ago, before a lot of professional and personal d- development, I really did not take the time to to calm, to be more calm, to look at what was going on around me, what I allowed into my space, all that kind of stuff. And even though I thought that I was living quite a calm life, just the stress that I was carrying around was huge. And the reason why I know that is because my shoulders were tight, my neck was tight. I was getting headaches every single day till, you know, my mother got this great masseuse and she came, she said, your whole shoulders and neck, your muscles 
are like rocks and it took months for her to really massage all of that out. So now I'm far more aware and even, you know, kind of thoughts and when I start to get anxious, you know, when you, or am I the only one that does this? You have this internal conversation with yourself and then about, and she said this and, you know, on and on and on and whatever. And it's like, I have just spent the last 10 minutes having this argument with myself and I'm all stressed as I just need to let that go. I think that's really what you are talking about here is to have that awareness. What are you allowing into your space? How are you managing it? How are you releasing that? Because if we continue to carry all of that emotion, the negative we're talking, that is really going to inhibit how we show up, what we do, the actions we take, the choices we make. And I think, you know, for any entrepreneur, we need to be mindful of that because guess what? We are the most important asset in our business. And if we're not looking after ourselves, we're not going to show up as the best possible us in our business. Absolutely. And what you're describing of the monkey mind and the thoughts getting carried away is like, that's the human experience. Mm -hmm. It's so okay. And it's so normal. And we know, I don't think there's anyone out there that would deny that that doesn't serve them, that that's not that they don't like no one prefers to be in a monkey mind. No. And when we get into our bodies, first and foremost, the mind can just sort of settle Mm -hmm. and like calm and the feelings the intuitive feelings start to come, right? Like the truth of the feelings start to come. Yeah, yeah. And then you get really clear on that and and you don't find yourself diving in or or falling into that big, big, deep, dark hole. You kind of stop yourself. Am I really going to go down that? No, I'm going to choose something else. So it almost becomes instantaneous where you kind of check yourself in. What would be another way? Another way... So this is really good, again, for those who don't see themselves as spiritual necessarily. And it's also good for those who are spiritual but are clinging on to it and trying to prove it to others in the workplace. Mm. Like, you see my intuition works. Just to let go of the need for proof. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there is actually scientific proof behind most quote-unquote spiritual uh, philosophies, if you will. And a lot of them do come back, like I said, to our humanness, which we can, we have proof now for. We've done a lot of work on science in the humanness Mm -hmm. and in the like other realms and just things being energy. So they're generally speaking, we can prove any sort of spiritual philosophy or belief, but why does it matter? Like if you feel better with a certain belief system, if you feel better doing deep work on yourself, if you feel better bringing in your intuition, again, for example, Mm. then why would you need to prove it? And when we let go of the need for proof, what's really cool too is that what shows up is then a reflection of not needing the proof. And so Mm. people actually start to believe us even more, to automatically get where we're coming from, to not see us as crazy or woo-woo. And to not ask for proof because there's just like, we don't need to prove ourselves. And so people can feel that energetically and they receive it in that clean energy and just go, oh, okay, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's such a key element that you bring up there, for want of another word. And I think what's so great about that is giving ourselves permission to just show up as who we are, not look for permission. Because often we, what we do is we, we kind of seek that validation, don't we, from, from other people. And one of the things I say is if you know that you've what's happened or what's occurred is whatever it is that you know that it is, that let that be. Let that be all you need 
to allow yourself to go pat yourself on the back and go, that was, you know, whatever it is, that was great. So you don't need that external validation or for other people to say yes. And I think once we recognize that, it is so empowering. It is so empowering. It really is, yeah. Yeah. What would be one other way? So another way is kind of wrapping us back around full circle, full circle to where we began. And it's to start to develop a practice of automatically going straight to the feeling. Mm. So if you have to make a decision, go to the feeling. Well, how do you feel? If you have to show up a certain way and you don't feel so hot, actually, maybe you're like, I have to go into this boardroom and I don't feel good. Cool. Actually go to how you're feeling now, even if it's a crummy feeling, because really our feelings just want to flow and move through us. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, when we go there, what we might uncover is like, awesome, I feel great. I have this great choice. Like I know what choice to make now or I know what to say to someone. Or we might uncover something really icky. But the beauty in that is that then it's uncovered and we don't have to feel it anymore and we don't have to bring the like – the like gunkiness of it into our work. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like when we show up in the gunkiness, cause we haven't processed it or we haven't met it or like, we're just in our minds about it, which is what happens when we don't go to the feeling our bodies actually take over for us mm. and our psyches take over and we go up into our heads and we start thinking about what the feeling is and the monkey mind again takes over and then we can't process it. And then we end up sending emails that we wish we hadn't sent <laughs> or saying things we wish we hadn't, right? And mm. then our, our business just starts to become really like the challenges come and the contractions come. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the feeling first and even start from the feeling, it's going to be a much clearer space to work and to be. Yeah. I've done that so often more recently than than ever is recognizing, okay, so what is this emotion? What's happening here? What can I do to support me in not being this fearful? What do I need to ask? What support do I need? Whatever it may be, because that emotion there, it, it's happening for a reason and blocking it, not not dealing with it, not, not questioning it, being curious and, and looking for a way to move through that. You need to deal with it again. You know, it's going to show up one way or another. So those are are three great ways to help us to have some more of that spiritual connection, self-awareness so that we can show up in our business more purposefully. So what would be three strategies that would allow us to be able to show more emotions? We're talking about allowing the feelings to show. So how can we do that in our business without, again, being perceived as uh, crazy? Good question. Okay, so to show more emotions, one thing is to not judge them. Mm-hmm. Like that's the first, mo- maybe most important, they're all important, but maybe the most important strategy. When we judge our emotions and our feelings, we can't let them flow. The head gets involved again and people can feel it. So what happens is, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, like they've actually done studies on male leaders who show emotion. Mm-hmm. And what happens is if the leaders show emotion from a space of strength and like, it's okay. Like you can just feel that they're okay with showing their emotion. Then people, the, the what people will rate about their perception of the leader is always very positive and usually more positive of the leaders that stay strong in showing their emotion. Mm. And I don't mean stay strong, like don't cry. I mean like they're okay with crying. Yeah. Versus those male leaders 
who show emotion, but kind of like hunker down and almost become like physically and energetically smaller because they're judging themselves. Mm -hmm. Then what happens is in the polls, people actually are judging them and people think that they're less than and not strong enough for being emotional. Yeah. So when we don't judge it, it's just like, again, the reflection is people go, cool, you're feeling awesome, whatever. And often it actually gives people, like it demonstrates the example and it inspires others to be allowed to feel. And no, you're actually not going to create a workplace where people are crying 24-7 by doing that. It's just going to give people permission to be all of themselves, Mm -hmm. which Again, how would you not want that, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. I think when when there is that encouragement or that environment that allows people to share their emotions or share what's going on, I think, and they are encouraged to do that, rather than suppress, like say, for instance, something happens in the workplace or a team member is not for performing as, as they should. So if we kind of want to go and talk to them because, hey, you know, I'm feeling really disappointed and, and quite anxious because of this and this has happened, if we don't do that, if we bottle it up inside, it eventually is going to come out. However, the way in which we communicate it often is not the best Mm -hmm. approach. It's not a win-win. We explode. We may say a few things that once it's out there, it is out there and you're going to have to work twice as hard to, to turn the whole situation around. So I think what you've just said is so important, express them. But when we judge them, that's a second whammy that we've got on top of that. You know what I mean? So we don't want, want yes. to do that. And we certainly don't want to judge others for sharing their emotions either. So such a, yeah. a great point. What would be another strategy? So another strategy, actually, it's so perfect. It comes right back to what you were just saying. So coming back to what you were saying, and then I'll explain the strategy. When people come into that like shame and blaming game or get caught up in the circumstance of the emotion, it gets, we know that that doesn't serve us and we know that it gets kind of convoluted. Mm -hmm. And so a strategy for that is it actually comes back to what I was saying before, that it's really important that we take responsibility for our own emotions. So when you're having an emotion or a feeling, it's yours. It is not someone else's. I don't care what someone just did or said because it could have been awful. Mm-hmm. It could like somebody, people can, you know, we, we all make mistakes. No one's perfect. And it's like, I believe personally that we co-create these situations. So someone might say something to you that feels just not good. And you could look at them and go, oh, that was so wrong and not okay that you said that or did that. But Often why that's coming up underneath is because we need these opportunities to feel the feelings that we've been stuffing down. Mm -hmm. So every time an emotion or a feeling comes up, it's important to remember it's not completely about the circumstance. In fact, usually it's not about the circumstance at all. Mm -hmm. It's just another opportunity that we're being gifted, that we're gifting ourselves to feel those underlying feelings of like that have already been buried inside of us. Yeah. So to remember that and to leave the other person out of it, both in your expression of it and in your processing of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that if someone hurts your feelings, you don't then come back to them and say, Hey, that hurt. But you do it once you've processed the emotion as your responsibility first. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's, 
that in itself is is huge because we are all dealing with other people and and we all have our own ways in which, which we express and we've all got our own stuff that we're carrying around with us and I think once we recognize that and do kind of stop to do that internal check what's going on here you know what how can I respond in a way that is not going to inflame what's going on then it's going to be a far more positive conversation and how often people that's something that that I know myself that I've had to really learn and, and grow in and you know I find it just just the other day there was an article that I shared on LinkedIn and someone came out and said oh it's you know what is that nonsense or something like that and I thought, actually, no, it's not nonsense. I mean, and and I said it, and but you know, I responded and, and said, yeah, actually, that no, that that is not nonsense. I think you've misunderstood how you know what I was meaning. And I went to mm-hmm. explain it again. Now it was interesting because someone sent me an email privately and said, I love the way that you responded. You didn't take it personally, and you didn't come out n- nasty because I didn't read that response as a personal attack on me. This was this other person's understanding through their filters. And through their experience in in life, and I thought, you know, well, I'll explain mine. And 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 I think what's really important to realise too is we all have different models of the world. We don't necessarily need to agree with someone. We, you know, may completely have different different beliefs and so forth. But let's respect one another. We're all humans. We all need to to coexist. And I think once we recognise that the world can be a, a much bigger place. And, and in a workplace, you know, a strategy, please do not judge, take responsibility. And I think once we start doing that, we can see some incredible relationships and results start to, to approach from that. Would you agree? Very much so, yeah. Less mm. problems actually develop in the first place when that's the approach. Yeah, yeah, I love it's it. It's pretty magical. What would be the last strategy in this area? So the last strategy in this area is is actually a little broader. So it's to develop a practice of feeling in general. And what I mean by that is that, so our feelings and our emotions, like they just are things that move through us, right? But often what we are thinking of and perceiving of when we talk about this is like the darker ones or the more painful ones, Mm -hmm. sadness, anger, rage, whatever. But we forget about the joy, the contentment, the peace, the excitement, like all of the fun emotions to feel Mm -hmm. and feelings to feel. And when we develop a practice of allowing ourselves to just feel in general more often, more of the time to go to that feeling first and foremost, what it actually does, first of all, it expands our container of what we can hold. So it expands really everything within us and we can hold more space for others to process their stuff or to, to speak clearly and communicate with us. We just hold more space in general. But also what it does is it like trains the body and it trains us to be more in tune with all that we're feeling. So Mm -hmm. the more joy you can feel actually, then the more in tune you are with all of your feelings. And if sadness, for example, does arise, you're able to catch it more quickly and you're able to catch it in a cleaner way where you don't risk it developing into something where shame gets involved or where it blows up even more. You don't have to spend the whole day laying in bed crying all day, which, you know, if you do, like, honor that, that's okay. Sometimes we need to go deep in the emotion. But when you develop a practice of feeling, you get so used to it that you usually get to it right away. Mm. And it just becomes like a two-minute part of your day instead of this whole ordeal that 
can then like stop your work for a while. Yeah, absolutely. It, and it really does. It, it really can and does make a, a huge impact. And, you know, sometimes it's you have to have those moments where, oh, OK, I'm feeling a bit frustrated. I'm just going to get it out of my system. Ah, that felt good. All right. On to the next. What? What? Because, you know, the things that we attract and what we put our focus and our energy and our attention on, we will continue to attract. So guess what? Do we want to continue to attract all the negative feelings? Absolutely not. So let's open up the space to have more happiness, have more thankfulness, all of those um, things that are going to support and uplift us. I think that's important. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. How can people get in contact and find out more about you? Uh, there are a couple of ways. Um, if you want a, a fun little free gift, I have a free PDF guide on intuition and strategy. And and it's funny because I'm forgetting the exact title, but I don't think you need it. And Amory will post the link. Um, but it's, it's a really cool PDF that I've got that just guides people of like, how do I get in touch with my intuition? How do I know when to use it versus strategy or when to use it in conjunction with strategy. Mm-hmm. So that's like, that's a fun little thing that you can grab. And if you just want to go check out the website, it's moderndaysorcerer.com and you can check out Sorcerer School, all the different ways to work with me. And they're actually, if you go to moderndaysorcerer.com, there's also, we've got some like fun videos and things that you can watch if you just want more goodies. Terrific. And of course, yes, we are putting all of uh, your details on our show notes, Jordana. People can get to that by going to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES170. And I know that you've sent across a number of different articles and resources too that we can check out as well. They are all listed under additional information. Well, you know, I think when we start to get in touch with our emotions, when we have deeper self-awareness, self-awareness of others, respect, then the relationships that we build with those around us, our team, our customers, key stakeholders and people in our community will certainly um, impact for the for the better and uh, that's certainly something that uh, continue to inspire and empower another. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Anne-Marie. This is fun. Um, yeah, absolutely. Now, this is the first time that you have joined us. Fantastic. We hope you come back next week as well. Subscribe to our iTunes channel all on the show notes. Until then, bye for now. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.